0: Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your mercy and goodness to us. Thank you that we have the privilege of going through these studies, going through your word. We thank you for your Holy Spirit, and we ask that you'll give us wisdom and understanding. And may this be a profitable exercise, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Today's devotional is entitled, Appearances Can Be Deceiving. And our passage comes to us from Psalms chapter 37, chapter 73, verses 2 and 3. But as for me, my feet were almost gone, my steps had well nigh slipped, for I was envious at the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. Psalm 73, verses 2 and 3. This is a psalm of Asaph. I know a lot of times we get used to David being the author of all the psalms, but the truth is that there were many writers of the psalms. David is the most predominant. Moses wrote some psalms. Asaph wrote a number of psalms, which were then converted to songs. And I, but Maybe I shouldn't say converted. He designed them that they should be songs, and so they were put to music. It's probably a better response. But in this psalm, in Psalm 73, there is something significant that is going on here. I'm going to read a few verses. Starting in verse 1 Truly, God is good to Israel, even to such as are of a clean heart. But as for me, my feet were almost gone, my steps had well nigh slipped. For I was envious at the foolish When I saw the prosperity of the wicked For there are no bands in their death But their strength is firm They are not in trouble as other men Neither are they plagued like other men Therefore pride compasseth them about as a chain Violence covereth them as a garment Their eyes stand out with fatness They have more than heart could wish They are corrupt and speak wickedly concerning oppression. They speak loftily. They set their mouth against the heavens, and their tongue walketh through the earth. Therefore his people return hither, and waters of a full cup are wrung out to them. And they say, How doth God know? And is there knowledge in the Most High? Behold, these are the ungodly, who prosper in the world they increase in riches. Verily I have cleansed my heart in vain and washed my hands in innocency. For all the day long I have been plagued and chastened every morning. If I say, I will speak thus, behold, I should offend against the generation of thy children. When I thought to know this, it was too painful for me. Then verse 17 until I went into the sanctuary of God, then understood I their end. This passage, he goes on further to explain how um, how things will play out, how the word of God shows how things will end up. And what he's saying here If we look around on this planet now, this isn't the first time this has happened. But if you look around this planet now, there are a lot of people that are successful that you know are not good. And I don't mean you suspect are not good. You can see the things they're doing that are not right, right? This is not about speculation. This is watching people behave in an ungodly way, in an unethical way, in an immoral way, in a a way that is just unkind even by secular standards. But nothing happens to them. Nothing negative happens to them. They seem to escape all punishment, all justice, all judgment. They do what they want. And what the psalmist is saying here, what Asaph is saying here, is that he... The thought of this going on adversely affected him. He thought to himself, this is nonsense. This is foolish. Why am I doing this? Verily, I have cleansed my heart in vain. Why am I seeking to do the right thing? Why am I worried about my sins when these sinners are getting away with everything? I was envious at the foolish and saw the prosperity of the wicked. He looked around at the people that were getting away with things and wondered to himself, why does my conscience prick me? What's the point? What's the advantage of doing what is right? They are not in trouble as other men. People who are better than they are are suffering more than they are. Appearances can be deceiving. When we look around us and we and we judge according to what people are doing or not doing and how they're living separate from the word of God, we can be concerned. I'm not saying that everybody looks at the people that are doing poorly and wishes they could do poorly. I'm saying that sometimes As Asaph here points out, I'm saying that sometimes people look around at those who are getting away with things without an apparent care. Their conscience isn't bugging them. They're not struggling to make ends meet. Nothing. They're just doing what they want with impunity. And he became envious at that when he saw their prosperity and saw that nothing was happening negative to them and wondering why he was bothering to go through this whole process. His steps had well nigh slipped, right? Pay attention to that. He nearly fell away from the paths of righteousness. We have to be careful not to get caught up in what we see around us, in how people behave. The word of God tells us what the end result will be. And even if we have to just accept it by faith because our eyes tell us something else in the short term, appearances can be deceiving. When he thought to know this, it was too painful for him until he went into the sanctuary of God and then he understood their end. No matter how you feel, no matter what's going on around you, no matter how discouraging the circumstances are, no matter how oppressed your life feels to you, no matter how much of a struggle the life of sin is, and a burden that it is to you, no matter how much you have to plead with God for help to get victory, to be an overcomer, continue to pray, continue to watch, continue to abide, because it is only in the sanctuary of God where the final end of everything is is outlined clearly. It's only when you're abiding in the presence of God that you no longer have to worry about who is getting away with what. It's only in the light of truth that we are able to clearly see the end result of the path of righteousness and the end result of the path of wickedness and rebellion. Don't let your feet slip. Don't get distracted. Don't get discouraged. Just remember that God has promised that he will rectify everything. He is extending significant amount of mercy, significant amount of grace. I won't say unlimited, it does feel limitless in some measure, but it's going to end. There's going to come a cutoff point. So I can't say unlimited. It's not perpetual in that sense. There comes a point of reckoning, but we need to abide. We can't be discouraged by the things that are going on around us. We can't become envious of the things that are going on around us. We can't become frustrated, angry, sad, depressed, too painful sometimes to think about just as it was for Asaph but we need to continue to go into the sanctuary of God we need to continue to study his word so that we will rightfully understand their end verse 28 says but it is good for me to draw near to God I have put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare all thy works. No matter how we feel, just remember verse 26. My flesh and my heart faileth, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Psalm 73, 2 and 3 said, But as for me, my feet were almost gone. My steps had well nigh slipped, for I was envious of the foolish when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. Let's close with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness, mercy, and grace. We thank you, Lord, that you continue to love us. You continue to give us probationary time. You understand our frailty and failings. And you have allowed this psalm to be recorded here to help us to recognize that when we see these things and get discouraged, we're not the first of your people to do it. And hopefully we can be the last because we can just trust you. Let's get all the way to the end of chapter 73 and recognize that you have this all under control and that you're extending mercy for everyone because even those people that we see now that are executing wickedness with impunity Probation is still available to them, that they can also change. So help us, Lord, to make our calling and election sure while we yet have time. Help us to share with others and encourage them in that direction. Bless us and give us the strength to continue to move forward and to do all that we can by your grace to hasten your coming. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. You can reach us via email at biblequestions@asbzone.com. at ASBZone.com. We look forward to hearing from you whether you have questions, comments, suggestions, or concerns. We also recommend that you check out the True Wisdom podcast where Robert and I discuss Bible stories and topics together. Both of these podcasts can be found on over a dozen platforms, including Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Spotify. Please. Remember our ministries in your prayers. Until we meet again next time, may God richly bless you as you prayerfully study and share his holy word.